This is the way. I'm Steve Lascalzo, and joining me today are Andy Shelb and Tim Harris. We have the This is the Way podcast, the podcast all about The Mandalorian season one and season two. And today we're gathering because it's Star Wars podcast day. What is that, you ask? Well, someone named Daniel of the Star Wars Now This Is Podcasting site reached out to some of the podcasts to celebrate Star Wars with an idea. You've heard of Star Wars Day, maybe, or May the 4th, and we celebrate that too. But his idea was to start a Star Wars celebration all about all of us who took the extra step from fandom into providing content for other fans. The idea to have Star Wars Podcast Day come on February 7th, historically an anniversary of when the first podcast about Star Wars, Jedi Talk, premiered in 1999. That makes 21 years, I think. Full disclosure, I did not fact check that claim. They have a Twitter feed and Instagram account set up at Star Wars Pod Day. And there's an email address too, starwarspodday at gmail.com. And there are more than 77 podcasts taking part, and they asked us to be one of them. All we're going to do is do what we've done best talk about the Mandalorian because this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. What about the Mandalorian? Well, according to several different websites, possibly using the same source, Filming on season three is going to start in April. And remember, we're also going to have the Book of Boba Fett, which according to that end credit sequence at the end of uh, season two, episode eight, chapter 16 of The Mandalorian, it's going to air in December of 2021. We'll also have Ahsoka and Rangers of the Republic and many more shows and movies. And some of them are all going to tie into a... Uh, season wrap event or a series wrap event, some kind of special thing where everything's all going to come together, at least on the TV side of things. So that's really exciting. We're also getting new movies in the future, and there's going to be lots more content coming out. Right now, they've been releasing stuff on the High Republic era in book form. So if you're into that sort of thing, the what the High Republic looked, you know, uh, hundreds of years before Luke and Leia when Yoda was still uh, not a youngling, but running around teaching younglings and not the Jedi master that he is now, uh, that's that's being released now by Lucasfilm or LucasArts or whatever uh, Star Wars is calling their, their book side of things. Okay, so Andy and Tim, uh, you guys had some mystery boxes from cufflinks.com and I never got to hear did you guys enjoy them? Tim, did you enjoy what you got in your box? Absolutely did. I had um, a couple sets of cufflinks, a couple money clips, a uh, tie in there as well. I think the mystery box itself for me was as grand as all the other things combined. It was just fantastic to, to open up all those things. And for me, I had a friend who had a vow renewal, huge Star Wars fan. And so um, I was able to gift him some cufflinks for his ceremony. So he oh, actually nice. got to don some uh, some uh, really really cool cufflinks. So very cool. And Andy, I know I remember you couldn't even wait to get to. You almost couldn't wait to get to your car to open Bro, up your. <laughs> I was so excited. I've been. You made me wait so long to open that box. <laughs> and by the time I opened it, I thought there's no way this is going to live up to the hype, but it did. It was awesome. Um, I got this really cool random thing that I would have never purchased, but it's a flower to put on oh. your uh, jacket with the Darth Vader fabric. 
And I was like, yep. That's, yep. that's pretty legit. Um, it was cool. I got some cufflinks. I got some, um, I got a money clip. I got some different things. Uh, got some ties that I didn't order. So it didn't cross over with anything I'd already gotten. So it was really cool. I, I would definitely the, recommend uh, the mystery box. I, I too got the flower and it was actually uh, quite useful for that, uh, that wedding vow renewal that I went to because they asked me to be the quote unquote flower girl and do some crazy <laughs> little dance um, down the aisle. I'm so uncomfortable. I got to throw out. And uh, so I did get to wear the little flower on there as well that had Vader on the fabric. It's fantastic. Well, that, that's what an just interesting terrific. use. And I'm sure that no one on couplings.com has ever used them that way before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see the video on that one. But thank you, yes, to, to couplings.com so much for a season-long sponsorship. We uh, we really enjoyed having you guys. It, it was enjoyable, uh, that, that wait for the mystery boxes. But uh, Andy, uh, you have an Etsy shop that we need to talk about. But, so it's going pretty well, I hear. I do, yeah. Um, it's been cool. I've got five sales, so I am just man. I'm just it's amazing. <laughs> um, you know, it's been up there for about eight or nine weeks, uh, maybe ten weeks, probably twelve weeks. Who knows? Um, I started sewing at Thanksgiving and really fell in love with it because I sewed a baby Yoda. Um, and the week that I sewed him, we got his name, so it was really cool. And um, I created a baby Yoda, then I created a couple more. And so I stocked a shop full of them. I've got um, this giant baby Yoda that's almost four pounds in weight. Um, so it's pretty cool. And uh, what's really been popular on my site has been the eye masks. I made these sleep eye masks to cover your eyes um, while you sleep to help take out all the light. And so um, I have some cool ones with some Yoda ears off the side, uh, which just a warning with your wife puts them on and sleeps in them. Uh, when you roll over and you see some Yoda ears sticking up in the dark, it's a little <laughs> terrifying. Um, but it's awesome. They're super soft and uh, they're all handmade by me. Um, so it's pretty cool. And the name of your shop is? It is. If you just go to um, waltasticthreads.etsy.com, that's waltastic with two T's, W A L T T A S T I C, threads, like a piece of thread, T H R E A D S, threads.etsy.com, and you will, you'll make it right to my shop. Excellent. Well, we'll include a link uh, in our show notes for everyone. And uh, again, waltasticthreads at etsy.com. And just even if you just want to check out the website. If you go favorite my shop, it would help me out because more people would see it. Absolutely. The the clicks are really important for me for getting more people to check it out. All right, guys. Uh, First thing I want to ask about The Mandalorian is have either of you guys rewatched the show? Either just an episode or two, the whole thing, or, or have you just since the season's end ended, have you just moved on and not even thought about it? I wouldn't say I've moved on and not thought about it, but I have not watched um, or rewatched any of the episodes because I have begun to watch the WandaVision series. It's a good one. It's a good one. For me, I um, I have not rewatched any of it. Um, I did go back and start at one point, start back over season one. Um, I watched the making of season two. I watched that um, and really loved that show but I have not um, gone back and watched the whole thing again. I plan to at some point, but I, I haven't. I really liked the season. I thought it was the best season. In fact, I've talked to lots of people about it, but it's just uh, I haven't watched it again. Yeah, I haven't really watched. I, I, With the exception of the Luke reveal at the end of the season, uh, which I've watched a few times since then, but not really. It's not like I've sat down and said, hey, I've, I've got to watch the whole season again. 
I think there might be some opportunities in the future. I have some friends who actually haven't gotten Disney Plus yet and are waiting to get it. And so I think I might, when they start watching it, um, I, I've told them, hey, don't listen to our podcast yet because it's going to ruin it for you. So, you know, watch the show and maybe I'll get around to watching the show when they do as well. But it's 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 not that it was bad or anything. I just uh, haven't really felt a, a need to go back and look. There's, I think if there was season three coming around the corner, I think I might watch it. But right now with such a long time in between, and like Tim said, the, there's other stuff going on. There's other shows that are out there. Uh, I haven't felt the need to, to go back and, and watch. But when they do, how important do you guys think is bringing back Grogu? Absolutely. He has to be back in the show. There's no way you can have him without him. Yeah, I don't think that they can go on and lose him as part of because he's just institutional to the show now, I think. Yeah, he's he's a big, big, big they can part pass him of around life. on the other shows, and he can make appearances. He can have cameos all he True. wants to. He can be in the next Star Wars movie, but he's got to be in the Mandalorian. I, I would agree. I would. I think they're especially since right after the show ended. I think there's a lot of speculation. Well, does that mean he dies? Does does that mean Ben Solo kills him? And there's a lot of time in between now in the show and then when uh, Luke ends up failing at his academy. But um, I, I would love to see him come back in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just you know he he doesn't be, doesn't want to become a Jedi or something. And I don't know if he comes back like baby or a teenage Groot or something, but oh gosh, that would be the worst. Yeah, do not change, I, do not change <laughs> his body, do not change his personality. We've had him for two seasons, aka sixteen episodes, actually yeah. seventeen, because there was a one who didn't appear in at all. So no, you cannot change his personality that fast. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think they need to keep him small, keep him cute and cuddly, and and I think that's what people want. Uh, what other things do we want? Do we want to see more of the conflict that was brewing there at the end between Din Djarin and, and Bo-Katan Kryze? I mean, she was supposed to defeat Moff Gideon and get the, the, the Darksaber, not get it handed to her. So do you think maybe we're going to see a little bit of that? Do we want to see a little bit of that uh, back and forth between them? I'd like to actually see him kind of not join forces, but start to learn more of the ways of the Mandalorian. Because as we've said in prior episodes, um, Ma the Mandalorian, the title of the show, it could mean so many different uh, factors in the show. It doesn't have to be him. It, it could be the whole culture. It could be the Mandalorian um, planet of Mandalore. So I think there's a lot of avenues that they could take with it. But I would like to see him kind of find his new path, so to speak, not so much in the cult, but now in the culture. Yeah, that's a good point. I think uh, it was really cool. What they did, I thought was at the beginning, we were all like, Oh, this is some new thing from the way they're treating Mandalore. And then we find out that it's a cult. And so there's really many avenues to being a Mandalorian. You could be a Mandalorian like that like little cult, or you could be a Mandalorian like Bo-Katan was. And, and, it seemed, you know, it seems like there's a lot of avenues they could take it. There's a lot of conflict there, which makes for good stories sometimes. So, yeah, I, I think that would be very interesting. Do you think uh, we see, you know, we got Bo-Katan, who is from the Rebels and uh, the Clone Wars. Uh, do you think we might see some other legacy characters, either from those shows, or maybe we start seeing deep fake Lando or deep fake 
Khan or Leia or even a young Ben Solo? Do you think we're going to see any characters like that? They brought back Luke, which we really didn't think at the beginning of this series was even possible. Mm. I don't. I think they'll do that here and there. I think they want to do that super sparingly. Tim, what do you think? Oh, you know, I'm I'm okay either way with it. It's I'm indifferent. I would say. Okay. What will we see, and do we want to see more locations like? Are we going to end up seeing or meeting Lor Santeca? I mean, he was on Jakku in the first uh, in in uh, the Force Awakens, but are, maybe we see some characters from video games or or some other places like that. Maybe do we go to some of these other planets uh, that we saw in the the sequels to the like seven, eight, and nine. Rather, do you think we're going to see more of that too? I'm not sure. I really like way they have it right now i think um if it makes sense do it but i i you know i really like Cara Dune. i really like um uh what's carl weathers character's name i can't think of it right now grief carga i like him i think you know i think they'll go back to that well a few more times i think there's a lot of story to be explored there i i think they could even go check in on the marshal or the marshal could show up and um you know different ways so i just feel like there's so much to explore beyond just going back to the same things all the time well, now they've got those three shows to fill out too. So the, we, they did say there is going to be a lot of crossover and that they're going to culminate with some kind of an event. So I, I think that's, I think you're entirely right. I think uh, they're going to do it sparingly and I, I, I for one trust them, but you know, I feel like uh, at the beginning of the show, we wanted, we wanted to see something other than just Jedi running around and ruling the universe. We were excited to see this bounty hunter show. And then it kind of changed for us. It became, you know, uh, not a father. and well, kind of like a father and son show. Um, and now it, and now with the book of Boba Fett coming in, there's a chance that we get to see more of the bo- the bounty hunter stuff. And it hasn't been necessarily what we've always thought it would be, but we've still enjoyed it. So what do we still want to see? Well, with the crossover between the like the new shows that are coming, I think that they can dip into, like I said before, you know, we go to the, the planet and, and not be the cult and still see the bounty hunter with Boba Fett. So I do like the, the aspect that they're going to actually split and go between each other's shows. That, that's pretty cool. I think at some point, but um, Mando will have to go and and run a run a bounty for um, Boba Fett. I think you know Boba Fett's going to become he's going to take over Jabba's role. So at some point, I think he's going to command, or there's going to be some payback, you know, for all the things they did for for Mando and to save the child. So I think there's going to be a couple of missions where he's going to have to take care of those things. A little dirty work. Yeah, I, I think that's going to cross between the two shows. Um, so I think that'll be cool. But I don't know as far as whether or not whether or not we have to see him go to Mandalore or see the other Mandalorians. I'd like to see the armor and find out what happened to her. You know, I thought she was such a really cool character. And, um, you know, I think learning some more about some of that stuff and getting back some more of the history. Um, But also finding he's on a journey now that I don't think he's ever going to turn back. So um, I think he is going in a direction to being more, uh, to being less strict in his beliefs. So I think we're going to I think that's what we're going to see more of. I think we're going to see him loosen up and as he kind of deconstructs everything that he's known and really works through and processes that. I think that's that's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, I don't feel like he, we're going to end up seeing him lead Mandalore or anything. I don't think that's what they're going after with the show. So I I agree. I, and I think 
with the bounty hunter stuff, they've got an instant, whenever things get a little dull or if they need a break in between story arcs, you'd throw in a bounty episode and everybody's going to be on board for it. They're going to, you know, the show of the week kind of a thing that they had for a few episodes in season one and in season two, where it just kind of seemed like they were out on a mission. You know, I, I think they've got built in stuff to, to keep it fresh and, they can always also, you know, give him a bounty that he doesn't necessarily want to complete. Com- complete, you know, Boba Fett might get a bounty for. Oh, we got this bounty came in. It's really high price. Somebody wants to take out Cara Dune, so you got to go do it. And then we have we see that conflict there or something. I mean, they've got a lot of avenues to take. So I'm excited, and, and I really do trust John Favreau and Dave Filoni so far. I think they've, you know, it hasn't been. Exactly, yeah, yeah, it hasn't been exactly what we thought and and we've still enjoyed it or at least i have and i'm still excited to to see it i i just want to see you know i want to know where where are they taking this with grogu leaving with luke you know we we all kind of want to see grogu back so how do they do that i think i trust them to do it but you know they they do have a you know a lot of work put out cut out for them because they got to do it in a way that makes sense and with all those other pieces on the board that they've they put in you just hope that they've got a good plan, you know, because I, I mean, I, I think back to the, some of the moments that I loved in season two and the first episode, I was like, Oh my goodness, this is so cool. The crate dragon and the armor, uh, this, the Marshall, the Western feel. I, I loved that episode. I didn't think I was going to love Bill Burr's character. I thought I was going to hate him. And I kind of really liked what they ended up doing with that episode when they were, even though I didn't love the episode completely, I liked where they took that character, you know? So there's a lot of things that I liked in season two. What are some of the things that you guys liked out of season two, Tim? Well, I, you, you can go ahead and skip me on this part because I, I want to talk later about uh, the whole Luke part again. Oh, okay. I've been, kind of pondering, <laughs> I've been pondering about the Luke. So what it's going to entail for the next stages. Okay. Andy, do you have any favorite moments from season two? I mean, the Bill Burr episode was the best one. Um, even after, even after the Luke Skywalker stuff. And I mean, that episode was good and there's a lot of really cool things. I loved, I think I mentioned before about how I love the, um, the female like, um, quartet just storming the, um, the cockpit of that ship I thought was awesome. And so, like, there was just some good, there's some good villains. I felt like that, and probably because it was in the middle of the season, but that episode just felt weighted, um, the most balanced. It had some really cool action scenes. It had some really close, uh, tied up shots. I mean, when that, it had some great comedy when that ship explodes on top of um, the blue guy's ship. I mean, all those different things. There was just some really good beats to it that I felt like, uh, on the whole, that episode was just so tight and, um, and well done. But as far as, um, as far as favorite moments, I mean, really, um, I think I love the fish lady. I thought she was cool when she made um, when she made the droid talk uh, to translate for her. Um, that was super awesome. And then, you know, Ahsoka Tano was just amazing. That whole episode was great, too, when um, she kind of told us who Grogu was and gave us a little more backstory and information. Um, I love that part, too. I think that had to be my favorite episode was that one there. The Ahsoka Tano one? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I mean, you know, we we talk about how they're made made a lot of times and you know, they could it could have been really cheesy, but 
I, I think both of you mentioned how the lightsaber cutting through the fog and just the, you know, there was a, a very Asian feel to that. It was like a Shogun kind of style movie feel to it. And it was, it was, it was very interesting. It just, it just was, it was interesting to watch. It was a different way to see a Jedi. And of course it's because she doesn't consider herself one, but, but it still was really cool and it could have been really bad. And then like, like Andy was saying, uh, the episode where he went back to Navarro and, and, you know, there, there, there's all these comedic moments pop, which is very star Wars popped into these really weighted and heavy show, uh, show moments. And I just, I, you know, I could probably pick out a few uh, parts of every episode that I liked, even though I didn't like, like you said, even though I didn't like, um, the spider episode, just cause I'm not a big horror guy. Uh, I did, there were some moments in there that were really, really cool. Still the, the X wings chasing him down into the planet. I mean, who doesn't love to see that? You know, the, the dialogue that they had between the captain and him and, you know, it was, it was really neat. So I, I really enjoyed it. And then of course, Tim, uh, <laughs> I think we both loved the, the final scenes of the show, right? Of which scenes are you talking about? Oh, I, I don't know. You some some guy. The, oh, you mean Luke? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guy with a green lightsaber. Luke Starkiller? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of overrated. Well, I mean, speaking of him, I we talked about like how we're going to see Grogu in the next kind of chapter, so to speak. Do you foresee Luke being in more of these? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't foresee him being like they're going to CGI him for a whole season. I really think it was kind of a shock and awe for us. That's it. And they're going to find some way that Grogu either is passed off and gets some training, um, like maybe to Ben, or and then he might come back and take him away. I don't know. But I just can't foresee Luke being in as like another main character now. I don't think you'll we'll see him ever again. Good. I mean, I not that I I'm, don't. I don't think we should. Don't don't mistake it by saying when I say good, I don't want to see him again. I, I think this show is not about him, so I'd like to not see him. It was good, but like I said, that shock factor. We like, oh look, hey, there he is. Okay, that was enough. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't see how they can make him part of the show. I mean, I guess they could. Um, you know, there is stuff in the video games and stuff where he's going off on these missions, but I think rather than you know, the Mandalorian was was really protecting Grogu. Whereas I see Luke having to drag him around if he's doing, you know, he's, he's on missions and we already know from the other movies or from the other um, kinds of media, like the books and things, what he was doing. He was searching for artifacts, you know, and, and trying to rebuild the Jedi order by finding these things and finding the books and finding the artifacts and the wayfinders and the, all that stuff and finding the the original temple. So it seems to me like he's not a he's not a dad, you know. I mean his his sister's a, a mom I think at this point or 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 soon to be if she's not already uh you know a, a baby Ben Solo. So he he just doesn't seem like a father figure and I feel like he would just it would just weigh him down. So you know nobody nobody wants to see Luke being a deadbeat dad. So the sooner you can get Grogu off his hands to me, the, it, it makes more sense. And if Grogu 
can you know be a part of the Mandalorian's crew. I, I great. Um, I think he needs to be part of the show, but maybe there's something else in store for him, and I don't know what that would be. But maybe there is. Maybe there are other force sensitive people going to come out of the woodwork, and they're not Jedi, but they are force sensitive, and we see a little bit of that. Do you think they'll time jump and go forward, um, and just skip over it? That's well, a great you question. didn't want that. Not that not that we have a say in it, but you didn't want that. You wanted to see Grogu young. Oh no, I know. I'm just saying. But do you think that they will? I just I mean, so. ti- do you think they'll time jump in three or four years? Okay, I've. I was with Master Yoda for four years, or Master Luke for four years. You know what I mean? And now I'm, right. now I'm a full-blown Jedi. Like, do you think, or I've decided I failed my Jedi training, so I'm back with Mando. Like, I could see I could see them skipping ahead where he wouldn't have to age very much. You know, he's 50 Correct. years old already, right? So Three years makes no difference, right? Right, yeah. and, and the dro- it's a drop in the bucket in his lifetime, lifespan. Yeah, it's, it's a possibility. I mean, they, right now they're doing a lot of stuff with Yoda in the High Republic in books and novels and stuff. I haven't read any of that stuff, but, um, you know, they, there's any number. I mean, there's any number of things they could do. Uh, I think just as long as they stay with what they've already established as the character. Like you said, three years is a drop in the bucket. So they can't have a teenage uh, Yoda, that just would be really weird. Like if he suddenly gets a growth spurt, so you're going to have a baby. So yeah, you could do a, a time jump. It's just then, well, then what has been going? You know, then you have to start to explain what's been going on in those three years. I think if w- maybe a time jump of a few months at, at max, because we've got this war for Mandalore brewing, and I think they want to do something with that, even if it, they're not going to take us actually to Mandalore. I think. You know, I think them setting that up in the last few scenes with Bo-Katan being a little like, hey, wait a minute, you know, I'm supposed to be the leader kind of a thing. I think that's an indication of where they might go. But, I, you know, none of us have any inside knowledge, uh, at least on this podcast, of, of what's going to take place. And, you know, I think I didn't, you know, I should have gone and looked back and seen what we thought was going to happen in season two. Um but I don't think we had any idea what what was going to take place in season two. So season three could be the only something thing that completely we, we knew. We nailed was the fact that I said that I know that Ming was going to come back. I said there's no way she's dead, and I know for sure she's alive. There you go. There you go. But and she is. That, there was nothing else we predicted. I don't. Think Not only is she still alive, the tag on that episode it, it's just the cool. The Book of Boba Fett is an additional show that we're getting. And so, and, and I like her as a as a, oh, I think she's an great. actress. Yeah, I think she's she's fantastic. And, and I maybe that's just from the you know I, I liked the first few seasons of Agents of Shield, and and I liked her character. And I, I think I think her and and Tim, I, I the surprise for me of the season was how much I liked Boba Fett. I thought maybe they were going to screw that up, and I was surprised that I I liked what they did with him. Did you guys like what they did with Boba Fett? Oh, I think that it was fantastic because uh, using the same actor and aging him, or not aging him, you know, it's been a few years already, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. In, in like real lifetime. So he has aged, uh, you know, into his 50s. And it's just great to see him in that role again, fulfill- fulfilling just that same spot. He still looked cool to me. Like it, they, he did again. It's it's one of those things. that's like on a razor's edge. It could have been really bad, 
but he still looked cool to me. I, I still, I didn't think there's that fear, like bringing back Luke. Will they ruin it? Um, bringing back Boba Fett. Are they going to ruin him? Cause everybody has this, you know, built up thing in their mind about how great Boba Fett was, but you look back at the original trilogy and he wasn't in it that much. So, nice. I mean, no, he, he, he is famous because of his action figure and because of the, um, Really and truly, that's why he made it in the movie. I mean, yeah, that's he was just so different, and everybody liked him, and he was just a fan favorite. That's why he has the story. But if it wasn't for that, I don't think the Mandalorian would even be a thing. I think it was smart for them to get to make him an honorable bounty hunter, um, and not like a, a creepy. You know what I mean? Like th- that that little, just that little bit of him. Like no, no, we're going to stick Wars, with you. He was like a Breaking Bad type of Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was smart of of them to make He's him kind of an one. honorable guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else that you guys uh, have thought about or been thinking about with the season, season two, season one, uh, the direction, anything at all that you guys have just been thinking about? Yeah, it, we've been trying to get together for a few weeks now, but uh, is there anything that you thought about and, and you know, just want to get out there? No, I'm just excited to see all the spinoffs, all the, the joint work that they're going to do with these other characters. Bring it on. I think it's going to be great. I mean, th- I think that they're only doing eight episodes. It gives the ability for John Favreau and for um, Filoni to do what they need to do and to be able to supervise it, at least to be the ones to give the the guidance to the canon. So I think that they're going to, I think they're going to police that so tightly. Um, I'm concerned with the volume of shows that they're doing that we'll start seeing some leaks. And I don't think they'll be able to keep the tightness of the, um, I don't think we'll get anything as surprising as Luke in the future, just because I'm not sure that they can keep that a secret as well as they have with this other stuff. But the more, I mean, that's three crews, the three shows, you know, but, um, but Hey, I'm all about them trying. I'm excited to see what they do with the volume stuff. Uh, I think that has really revolutionized uh, TV filmmaking or TV, I guess you wouldn't call it filmmaking, but TV making because uh, the stuff that they've been able to do with that has just really been so super cool. And I know, Andy, you have gotten to experience a little bit of that too. It's just, you know, the, the I don't want to say the sky's the limit, you know, because that sounds kind of corny, but there's just so much they can do now with that technology. And, and they're bound to come up with some new techniques and things too. And it's just really exciting to see, to, to have seen what they've done to Star Wars where it looks, I mean, it actually improves. I, I've always said Star Wars was so far ahead of its time with its special effects that even some of the later movies looked bad compared to the original trilogy to me. And I just think that's that's not the case anymore. What they've been able to do, this stuff fits so well. The 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 practical effects, the special effects, the the CGI, everything has just been so well done. And the fact that we're getting, we, we keep getting more is, is really exciting to me. And uh, whenever they announce more stuff, I know they're going to be filming in April, but if they announce more stuff, I'll go and produce more content and, and put out an episode, maybe for May the 4th, um, if there's big news on the Mandalorian or the other Star Wars shows that are coming out. But in the meantime, you guys can interact with us on social media. It's this is the way podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at this is the way pod, same for Instagram, and then twitch.tv if we put any content out there. I know Tim and I uh, get on Fortnite and, and play with the Mandalorian skin there every once in a while. It's uh, this is the way pod at uh, twitch.tv. 
And this has been a really interesting episode because it's taking place on Star Wars Podcast Day 2021. The, the first one of what they hope is going to be an annual thing. And so thanks for joining us. Thank you to Tim and Andy. And thanks also to John Favreau and Dave Filoni for another great season of The Mandalorian. I'll be back for season three and in between now and then if there's any really big news to share. Until then, I'm Steve Lascalzo and this is the way and may the force be with you always. Thank you.